Welcome to the NPC's weekly topic for April 4th, 2020. My name is Travis, and I'm joined remotely by Preston. Hello. Dan. Dan. Now Dan's Hello. On. There he is. And <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> What's up? We had, so Preston, I didn't tell you this. We tried to record earlier, or at least start recording earlier, and we asked for you to kick on, and you didn't say anything. That was when you had that audio issue about an hour or so ago. I could, I could, I could hear you guys, but I couldn't. You guys just couldn't hear me, so I don't know what the fuck was going on. Fantastic. So, for all of our listeners out there, of course, with all of the stay-at-home orders, the uh, social distancing orders, and that we all can't come together to record. So, fortunately, through the power of the internet. We can still bring you our podcast. So this looks like this is the best thing. We're all using Discord right now. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do the best we can with what we've got. So we are on our weekly topic. And Preston, what is this week's topic? This week's topic is the top 10 best video games that nobody played. Ooh. Uh, I always thought of it like maybe like hidden gems is another way to think about it. Or... Something like that. The games that the games Probably. that don't look like they appeal, but maybe actually like you actually have to sit down and play them instead of just going by the cover, right? Um, say that again. Do they, do they <laughs> games that came out the same time that big games came out, so they just kind of got swept under the rug? You know, what? like sleep, sleeper hits kind of idea. I would, you know, what I would actually—that's better. That's a better summary, I think, of it, Dan. Good job on you. I was saying more like those games that you know, on the cover don't necessarily look like, oh, this is something that I really want to pick up. But as soon as you actually get it, sit down and play with it, it's like, oh, this is something awesome. That's what I was referring to. I think that's all the same thing. Sure. All right. So you know what? How about Kyle reads the list? I think we're all saying the same thing. (laughs) All righty. So starting at the top, we got Pyre, uh, Saboteur, Kingdoms of Amalur, Predator Concrete Jungle, Evil Within 2, Soma, Puppeteer, The Punisher, Osir's Wrath, Deadly Premonition, Shadows of the Damned, Chronicles of Riddick, Gone Home, Condemned, Darkness 2, Power Stone 2, Mega Man Legends 2, Misadventures of Tron Bond, Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction, wow, that bungled up on that one uh alien isolation darkest dungeon split second toy commander doki doki literature club to the moon finding paradise sleeping dogs west of loathing demon souls lost odyssey mad world Wheelman, viking battle for asgard paths of neo stalker shadow of chernobyl Yogi's Adventure and Gundam Side Story. Ah, that's a fucking list. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, I only put Yogi's Adventure on here just to kind of, you know, that was kind of one that we had brought up in a previous podcast, and I thought, you know what, that one was definitely a hidden gem for me, especially in the sense of how gluttonous the Super Nintendo cartridge environment was, like how many games were actually out there for like everything. And that was one for me specifically. However, uh, that one can just come off the list because I thought, you know, just I'm going to throw it on for the hell of it. It's basically like other platformers. So I'm just going to take it off. 
You better take that fucking game off. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I, I, I thought you kind of a weird way. I thought uh, you would like go it. around. I I did. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> that's why I put. That's why I put in the list. Apps of fucking lootly. <laughs> How about we go around then? Each person gets to nominate one. We'll see if the. So Kyle, pick one to pick one to take off. You think we should take off? Ooh. Uh. Why split second? I like split second. Did you not like split second? I like. I mean, I liked how Arcadia was in the just the destructible environments through each lap, made each lap a different feel different, didn't feel like just a normal racing game. I like how Arcadia was too. I really uh, liked Split Second. Did you? I don't did know. Like I, split I, second. I thought it was okay. I didn't I didn't think it was anything like super awesome. I don't uh, know. What. I'm not married to it. We can get rid of Split Second. It, Arcadey style racer. If you're looking right. for like a burnout style, but yeah, See, we can use that one. I'm that okay that was that. immediately what came to mind when you say you know destructible stuff. And I know you don't really get to destroy the environments. Like it's it's a totally different thing with split second. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just I always go back to burnout when it comes to games like that. Uh, it was it. I mean, burnout didn't come out for a while, and uh, split second kind of just filled that void but yeah yeah i don't know if you need to play it i don't know how well it would hold up now either all right so dan your turn well be honest is a probably about a quarter to half of this list i'm not even really too familiar with which you know it's kind of the point of this week's topic so um power stone 2 what's that all about hit me with it Oh man! Originally, um, it was a Dreamcast title. The first one was a Dreamcast title as well. Uh, totally 3D uh, fighting game. You could play up to four players. The cool thing was it had like interactable objects in the environment that you could like pick up and use or like throw at people. And with Power Stone Two, you were able to actually combine items that you found like in the game that you collected along your way in the fight and make new objects so like eventually you could build up to have like a gatling gun which was really cool but it made you really slow to like be bulking that around and on top of that there was this whole dynamic that you had to be able to collect the the power stones if you will um and if you collected three of them you'd transform do some like massive massive damage but it was it was a great like party uh, fighter, but still like a fun single player game, especially if you're building up the collection. Yeah, I'm looking at some previews of it right now, and it, like my first impression of it is like a 3D Smash Brothers. Actually, that's is that is that pretty accurate? accurate? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a 3D combat arena game. It's it it's a good party game. I don't know if see the first one was a good party game. And didn't really do much for a single player. I think the second one did more than single player, specifically because it had that ability to collect items through the story and be able to get more items to use in the story and be able to get like items that you created. Is it a good story or is it like 
it wasn't like a good a, story. It was, it, it's like, like an arcade story. story. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. If you want to hold on to it, I guess we can, but I thought that one could go. Also, is there a third one? Hmm. A third Power Stone? I don't think they made a third one, did they? No, they did not. Um, they ported Power Stone 2 to the PSP, um, but it kind of flew in under the radar. Radar. I think I was probably the only person on the face of the planet that picked it up, because even online, I could never find anyone to play against. <laughs> Well, that's a game no one's played for sure. <laughs> that's kind of the point, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess we can hold on to it for now if you want, but... I'm oh, really going to fight it's, for, it's for a few of mine. Hmm. Is it my turn? Oh, okay. So, if you don't want... If you want to keep one, you should have to bounce one back then. So Kyle suggested another one then, since that was what Dan suggested. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah defend something else then. Uh, what What about the puppeteer? I've never heard of that. Oh, that's a funny one. Uh, it's a side scroller, um, kind of like a Mario or a Little Big Planet, but the whole thing is told as a puppet show. Hmm. Um, when did this come out? What's it for? PS three three sixty. Um, it was about two-thirds of the way through the life cycle of the consoles. Ah! We could probably take it off. It's got pretty shallow gameplay. It's just the presentation is so unique and cool that I had never seen a whole story told as a puppet show. And oh, it was yeah, pretty fun. I remember that. It was, it was a PlayStation exclusive, wasn't it? That came out on 362. I'm not 100% on that, but I thought mm-hmm. it did. I'm looking at in top ten. Like, if you're like top ten best games that nobody played, probably not because the controls weren't the best. It was. It really just comes down to its presentation. Yeah, that was so cool. But if you check was out some videos on, on it, that single cool. stage, yeah, and like it, the the stage would like break down, and they do like scene changes on right there on the stage, and they would move you into like a new level just by you wouldn't play, moving the scenery around to like show that you were in a different place. It was pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Like it's a really cool thing. It's a little long though. It's probably like 12 hours. It's kind of long for a platformer. Really? I, damn. Yeah. I guess we can get rid of that one. I'm married to that one. That's not where I'm going to fight you. Great game though. Everyone should try the puppeteer. The narrator kicks ass in it too. He does a really good job selling the game. Ah, fine. Yeah, that's fine. So is it my turn to get knock one away? Sure, go for it. Yep. Ah, my turn. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm eyeing two of them right now myself. Oh. Yeah. Um, maybe Condemned. Now that I'm looking at Condemned. Did you guys ever play Condemned? Oh, Condemned was good. It was really good. And, but, and it yeah. had the unique aspect that you actually had to continuously check your ammo. Like, I think it added suspense to it, too. Like, you pick up a gun and you're like, it's got three bullets. I, I can only have three bullets for now. And the melee combat was decent. Um, it's a dark, like, first-person crime story. Um, pretty close to survival horror. Not quite all the way there. But I actually just re like, that up the other day. Yeah, it's it's a cool one. Maybe like on a technicality though, because may, the idea is that nobody played it. Apparently, enough people played it that they made a second one. 
So they maybe they, they, so maybe they, and the second one's not as good as the first one. But I don't know. Did you guys ever play? It was one of the launch titles for the Xbox. It was a really early one. Did you guys ever? Besides Kyle, did you, I never played did it. Did you see that one, Dan? No, no, I saw a lot about it though. Yes, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't played it, Dan. Um, I think it would re- really be in your wheelhouse. Pretty cool. It's damn violence and but, gore. Yeah, I mean. It is. It's yeah. it's really it's really fucking dark because you're following you're like you play a detective named Ethan and you're following a serial killer, and of course you get caught up in the whole story of it. But I was pretty. It's it's pretty dark. I really liked it, but well played it than I thought. I just never see it in like people's like list of awesome games on the Xbox like, 360. And it was a really cool one. I just remember when we were at GameStop, I, I remember selling that often. Like, we always got copies in, and they would always sell. Yeah, I, I'm okay with losing that one, I guess, if we want. Maybe it's not as... I think you were the one that suggested that one. I did, but now that I thought about it, I was like, ah. I don't know. I think, what, do you, I, what do you guys think? I, I don't know. I would suggest maybe Shadows of the Damned instead. I like Shadows of the Damned. That's a that's like the best playing Suda Fifty One game. Is it? Is it like, though? Remember his guns like called the Giant Boner. So <laughs> I <stupid>. know. <laughs> How could you not have a game like that? Anybody else play Shadows of the Damned, or was I the only one who played that one? Never played it. Just you, I think. I can say I tried it out. I I, I only tried it out enough. I not even to say I played it. I don't know what that means. Like I barely okay. played it. Like <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't playing at my house or anything. I was someone had it like that they were playing it, and I they were like, "Here, try this out." And I was like, okay. It's a funny fucking game. It's a third-person shooter. Combat's really competent, and it's fun the whole way through. It's trying to think of something else like it, comparable. Like, it really does hit that Suda51 comedy and just their weird sense of humor. But look at this list. (laughs) That's why it's like I've got two in my mind right now that could come off of here, but... I don't know. I mean, I'll leave it up to you guys. Um, ah, fine. Let's get rid of it. That's fine. Yeah, we got to cut some shit. That's fine. I wouldn't have fought that hard for it anyway. If Kyle does not feel strongly about it, let's okay. kick it. What do we decide on Condemn, Kyle? You want to keep Condemn then? In, for in, now. For now. Keep it for now? Okay. Okay, first bounce back. Okay, so Shadows of the Damned instead. Okay. Uh, sure, I back to you. I want to go after before we get rid of Condemned. <laughs> yeah, so there's... There's two of them on here, and that's why it's like it doesn't make sense to me why, um, like, they're on here specifically. And those are Alien Isolation. I know there's a question mark next to it in the list. And then Sleeping Dogs. And the reason for it is that it seemed like maybe Alien Isolation. Exactly. It's like Alien Isolation. I mean, if there was a whole subset of fans of the Alien, like, uh, series itself, the actual alien universe that were burned by colonial marines that they didn't go pick this up, okay, sure, but it seemed like Alien Isolation was way out there, especially on uh, especially for those types of like, 
hiding stealth hide away from the xenomorph you know game whereas sleeping dogs though uh it was like a mix of yakuza and i want to say gta i didn't play it but i watched a lot of it though uh, and it seemed like sleeping dogs was still pretty popular and if you take the hand-to-hand combat of batman I don't know how popular those two were. Uh, that's actually I think, dogs I think they were both actually extremely, extremely, extremely popular. Yeah, like Sleeping Dogs. So yeah, because like, yeah, I was going to say Sleeping Dogs definitely filled like a gap, I think, for... And they got a re-release. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Good point. Well, they didn't even Let's do just a re-release. I think they did a sequel, right? Didn't no, it was a re-release. No, no sequel. Okay. Alien Isolation I would find a little harder for because I don't know many people who played that besides me. There are a lot of people who actually played that. I that mean, one. It's on Game Pass, even. Well, there's a lot or of things on Game Pass, point. but I would but say I know that, a lot of people that have played it. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, Alien Isolation's okay. popular enough. I think that it really kind of said, "Okay, well, we know Colonial Marines was really fucked up, but here's this thing as an apology, and we know it's much better because it feels like an Alien movie." Oh, Alien Isolation is awesome. They should make more of those. I also think with Alien in particular, like. I think it released at a time when, like, Twitch was in its prime. So, like, it, it was and obviously being that horror genre. It was very popular then. And that's where I remember seeing a lot of it. I think part okay. of it, though, too, was, well, like, multi, uh, Markiplier popularizing a lot of those games like Outlast um, and Amnesia and such. And then it's like, oh, this one came along using a very well-known um, property. And it kind of follows... Not necessarily the same way, like with the gore and all that, but you know, he's got to hide away. You don't have weapons. You're not here to really necessarily fight. You're just here to investigate, get out, and um, stay out of the way of the enemy. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not married to either one of those, but Sleeping Dogs was awesome. It was a fucking amazing. It was Alien. It was. That was some of the best hand-to-hand combat. Like you didn't even want a gun in that game. Oh, and the story is so good too. Is damn, but if you guys think it was more popular than I'm giving it credit for, that's fine. It was Lose definitely em. more popular. Okay, so those two are gone. Uh, we still got quite a few to delve into here. This one's dance. Dan, what you got? As he thinks. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm looking at at Chronicles of Riddick. Now, for me, I skipped over this game just because, like, I didn't watch the movies because I was like, I don't like Vin Diesel movies because I'm not a moron. <laughs> so <laughs> that was just like my bias going into this. I was like, I'm not playing this game. Wow. So way to make a judgment. Sell me on it. So Riddick is a damn good fucking game. Um, it's better than the movies. Any in any of their Chronicles uh, well, of Riddick. That's, that's not a high. You can take either one. <laughs> Um, it's a stealth-based game, but it's, it's a good way to describe it. It really does a really good job of in making the player feel like he is at this location. So the first one was Escape from Butcher Bay, and you're basically escaping from a prison. And they do a, and that's the whole game. So remember A Way Out, how we wanted it to be a prison break? Right. Actual prison break for the whole game, Dan. So they did actually a good job of it. But it's... Is it a long so game? You're, yeah, it's probably about six to, t- six to eight hours. Um, 
I mean, not long, long, but, and you'll go through like setting up traps um, for guards and shit. You'll get new items. You'll get your, and you use your, uh, that Riddick vision so you could see in the dark while other people can't. Well, and it's kind of the story about how he got that Riddick vision over to. You actually do it in the game. It was pretty cool. Um, There's like, you'll do like a bunch of, uh, hand-to-hand combat missions uh, for like prison fights and shit just so you can keep your rep up and things like that but you'll do it so you can get like a shiv then you can set up a trap and you can shiv a guard so then it's like you're setting up a plan piece by piece to break out of this prison it's a really cool story uh, combat's pretty good um, I mean the stealth base so it's hard to do a first person stealth base game but I think this one did a really good job and then the second one I didn't like as much but um, the Dark Athena, or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. That one wasn't that good. But, ah, oh, man, the Riddick games are really just a blast. And, and actually, look, the graphics kind of hold up, it. too. They do, because since it's dark, um, you can hide a lot of rough edges. So, those games, but those games always seem to do that pretty well. Damn, that's a good game. I can't lose Riddick right now. Okay. Maybe when we get closer to it. Um, Damn. Did you play those two, Kyle? I did. Those, you think they could make it? I don't know. Like, that one could go either way because at the time it came out, G4 was really popular. And if you watch G4, you heard a lot about the game. And a lot of people I know played it. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Jeez. Yeah. Because he Vin Diesel was always on there because he he was he had a huge huge part of not just you know the mocap but the production process and you know the writing of, of the script and everything. It sounds like Vin Diesel wrote the script. <laughs> it, it, it almost kind of seemed that. If you hear the voice acting, it sounds like Vin Diesel wrote the fucking script. It sounds so is, bad sometimes. Is that a positive or a negative? <laughs> it's a negative. <laughs> Vin, I, I mean, he plays Riddick perfectly. I mean, it's a I guess. both. It really is a both in that that sense. See, I would keep Riddick over Condemned. I need to hold on to Riddick for now. Um, See, I think I would be opposite I'm, on that one. See what happens here. I, uh, we might get down to that. Um, how about instead we drop Toy Commander? Whoa. Those are fighting words. <laughs> are you shitting me? Have oh, you okay. ever played it? I have not played it, no. But I was I watched the videos for this one. Yeah, the the game is phenomenal. Actually, like what what's really cool about it is you go through like the entire house and you have levels per per um, area of the house, and each one of them is different. And some of them are like really bizarre. Like when you're in the kitchen, one one of the times you're in the kitchen. Uh, they flood the, the kitchen. So there's like boats flying or floating around uh, in the kitchen. And there's like a center, you know, like Island in the kitchen or whatever. And that's where your base is. And you kind of have to defend it and whatnot. And all your weapons are like, like your machine guns are like caps from cap guns. And your missiles are like pen caps or pencils. I don't, I don't know. It's really cool. Um, I, I guess we could probably lose it. Like, I think I, I'm more enamored with that one. 
It really anything. seems more like a remix of like the old uh, Army Men games. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah, I was just gonna say that. Sarge yeah. Heroes. Yeah. Like that's what right it, there with you. That's what it looks like minus like the actual like soldier combat. It's just like vehicles and and more like your larger scale toys. But yeah, even like right here, it's right next to it in nineteen ninety nine Dreamcast games on Google. It's like the next one right next to it. Really? <laughs> yeah. the Army Men games before that? Yeah, the the Army Men Sarge's Heroes game is like right next to it in a list here talking about games from ninety nine on the Dreamcast. It's like okay. <laughs> Well, it just seemed kind of shallow. I don't know. It didn't have much story, but it it was a good game. We can go ahead and lose it, but I don't know. It it was a great game. Like, I think one of the things that I was so, was such, it it was so good. One of the reasons, because it it was four player, like couch coat or couch play. Um, and you could you could play with any vehicle. So someone could be flying a jet. Someone could be using like a toy truck. Someone could be using a toy tank. And someone could be using like a boat. And you'd just be all going against each other. A good party game then. Oh, definitely. But really, really yeah. good gameplay too. Really solid gameplay. Just no story really. Whose pick was that? Was that my pick? Hers was Riddick, and then I bounced toy. I did toy, so it'd be my turn then. Fuck. Damn it, Dan. Kyle, I'm sorry. I think Mega Man Legends should go. Dude, do you know how... (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you ever play that game? Yes, I did. It has oh, okay. nothing to do with that, the actual gameplay. That's play probably why. It, it has nothing to do with the gameplay. It, my reasoning is because they made another one after it. It's a popular series. That Mega Man Legends? No, there was only two of them. Oh, there's three. No, there's two. There's three. Are you sure? I'm. I am. Thank God for the internet, right, guys? Three DS game, yeah. What? I don't know if I'd consider it a hidden gem or a, uh, you know, anything that falls in this list. Yeah, it's part of a series, man. Like, yeah, if, if you've had like three games out Mega there, Mega Man in the title. Yeah, oh, that's that's I think part of it too. It's like who hasn't heard of Mega Man, especially when this came oh. out. Yeah, I didn't know they made a third one. Yeah, okay. Well, Kyle, it looks like you got another game on your list to play. Jesus, I guess so. Or do you think we lose that one just maybe even on a technicality, just as being more popular than we think? Yeah, we didn't lean into our technicality for sure. I was going to say, if we um, if we end up going that way on technicality, doesn't that mean like Evil Within 2, Darkness 2, and Power Stone 2 then kind of come off here? I mean, because they are sequels to those games, then they kind of fall in that same category, I'm right? To, I'm going to deliver an impassioned argument for Evil Within Okay, you can hear that later or now. <laughs> you want to well, wait. We'll, we'll keep go, doing. Let's sir. go ahead and hear it now. You want to hear it? Okay. <laughs> well, what do we do for Mega Man Legends first? Yeah, we can go ahead and kill it. Okay, it's not even that because 
but it's on the second game. I don't necessarily think that's part of a series, but there's more than just that. It's just the middle one of, and it's a very popular franchise for Mega Man. Okay. I, I, th- I think that one's fairly popular. Okay. No, that's that's fine. Yeah. That's why we're here. Kyle, we're going to lose our Mega. We're going to lose our twos if they get rid of that. Um, is your turn, is it? Uh, let's see. Dan did his, then you did. So uh, it's Kyle. It's my turn. Be with it, Kyle. Hit me. The Punisher is—is is, is that literally a game? Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking good. Because there uh, are like five games called The Punisher. What's the PS2 one? Uh, it was on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. It was a third-person shooter, but what made it so... It was just a comic book. Um, it was actually voiced by Thomas Jane, but it looked like the comic book version of The Punisher, which was kind of weird. But the thing that made the game so cool were the interrogation scenes. Uh, otherwise, it's just a third-person shooter uh, with PlayStation 2 controls, which, if you can imagine, is shit. But... Um, you would do an interrogation scene, so you could grab, like, uh, there were specific enemies that would have information. They'd be highlighting, like, green or something. And you'd grab them, and you'd drag them over to something. And you would interrogate information out of it, and it turned it into a meter, and you would hold... So, like, for example, you took one where you took them to a... Uh, you were at the zoo. You do a level at the New York City Zoo. And you grab them, and you put them up against the rhino cage. And you get the rhino to charge the cage... And you have a controlled meter, and if you can time it right, you pull him back and forth and trying to scare the information out of him. If you just go too far with it, you just slam him up against the wall, and like the rider will impale him and shit. And there's the game is just full of things like that. You'll toss him into a pile of electric eels. You'll be one where you're in a kitchen and you're holding a thing of uh, kitchen knives that hold. Uh, it's like a um, like a silverware container uh, above the the counter and he's shaking knives and they're dropping over the guy's head. The interrogation scenes are fucking amazing in that game. Comic book etiquette. Like it's pretty good. Like it deals pretty, it goes into the lore of the Punisher pretty well, but it's really the interrogation scenes that make that fucking game awesome and stand Mm -hmm. out. And I, and I don't know many people that played the Punisher interrogation scenes. That game is fucking sweet with those. Sounds like okay. that's gonna stay for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, it's really fucking awesome. Damn, <laughs> I've made my argument. If you still don't think though, like it's, not like it plays the best. It's, but it's not. It, it's mediocre gameplay. It still works fine. It. It really all comes down to those interrogation scenes because they're so fucking great. Oh, and then he'll go into like a mayhem mode where if he builds his meter up, like bloodlust kind of thing, and he uh, he pulls out two Bowie knives and he puts away his guns and he just starts charging everybody with Bowie knives and throwing them across the room and it goes into black and white mode and he's just fucking everything up. It is a dark fucking game. Like you see a lot of superhero games that even Spider-Man like when he's beating the hell out of people, he's it's still he's being a superhero. He's not killing them. Even the Batman games, he's just breaking their arms or something. In this, he is just fucking throwing knives right in their fucking heads. It is rated M for sure, and it earns its rating. It is mm. very violent. 
Okay. It, well, they captured the Punisher very well. Then I, so I'm going to go ahead. Uh, then but, I'm going to go ahead and kill one of my own because I put it on here without thinking. Uh, Stalker. Um, it's got like four sequels, and I, I totally spaced it when I put it on here. I think it's got a pretty good like cult following. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The game. And if a lot of people haven't played that one, I don't know. But well, enough of people have played it. There's sequels, so. <laughs> ah, damn it! You kind of shit. Sherm, <laughs> go ahead. All right, um, I'm sure this one probably would have been a hidden gem if it wasn't like something that was propelled the fame with a lot of the YouTubers and that. But Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah, I was looking at that one. Too. I just it's. I could see it like having been something that like could have been that way because um, those types of games aren't necessarily played. I I assume they're actually played a lot, but you don't see a lot of them being talked about as much as something like this game. And especially all those files being rewritten behind the scenes, of course, too, as, as you progress through the game. And as of course you have the one character kill herself and then everything kind of starting back over and so on too. Um, if this didn't gain the traction that it had, um, I, I would not have known anything about it at this point in time. I'm sure uh, you know a lot of people probably wouldn't have anyway. It probably could have ended up being on here if you know Dan, since you played this one too, um, you would have been able to lay out everything with it to us. But I just think it's got too much of a big following out there to be considered a hidden gem. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with that, and also like the fact that it this whole game is essentially like a precursor to another game that's being developed. So like the way this game ends and you go through all the hidden files and everything, you're actually seeing the groundwork being laid for a sequel that was supposed to be last year, but the guy is just one guy making this game. And he was like, yeah, I just wasn't expecting the kind of response that I got for, for DDLC so, like, even he was surprised by how popular it became. And so, like, he wanted to make sure that the sequel lives up to everyone's expectations. So he's taking his time with it. Yeah. So that's almost like a technicality where, yeah, we can get rid of that. I guess it, I guess maybe on that alone, it, it could have been. Um, I, that's why I just think it needs to go. I, it's a great game. Um, I watched that Game Grump series twice through and I still will never forget Dan's reaction to when Aaron goes through the door and it's like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> she's very heard dead. His voice reached that high <laughs> when he said, what? <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll pop it off of here. I'm on the list right now. Boom. Goodbye. All right. That was my pick. All right, Dan. Well, I guess in that same vein, like I can, one of mine, I had Finding Paradise, which is a sequel of To the Moon. So To the Moon did well enough to, well, I mean, I guess it was always going to be a trilogy, but the fact that To the Moon did well enough, I can, uh, I can nix Finding Paradise here because that is just a direct sequel. Shouldn't To the Moon be the one that goes then? It was the um, one that did well enough that it gets the sequel. 
was the one because I hadn't actually heard of the sequel. I've heard to, to, to the moon. I haven't even heard of Finding Paradise. Huh. What do you guys think? I don't know. I, it's not one that I. It's not one that I played, so I wasn't even aware yeah, of it. Me either. You know what? Yeah, uh, we could do to the moon. Then I mean, it's. I would keep finding paradise by the logic of it. Yeah. Okay. That one good too. Um, it is like if to the moon is a ten, finding paradise is probably uh eight and a half or a nine. Not quite as good, but still really good. The exact same. I mean, the same character, same everything. It's just another mission, quote unquote, job that they have I to do. I don't want to so. lose to the moon. Though. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like we messed up by not having this in like the top stories because it is an incredible story and Finding Paradise is incredible. Um, but we did that. Yeah. I was almost, I almost kind of didn't want to put either of these here either because I'm kind of in that same vein of like kind of like the Telltale games where it's not really a game and it's more of like a walking simulator. Just um, kinda, it's the same thing with. Yeah, it's the same thing with Gone Home. Gone Home is very much like to the moon. It's it's a it's sad story. Fun. Yeah, just like you said, it's not really even a game. Um, how about we keep? I I think we should lose Finding Paradise, keep to the moon, and lose Gone Home. Let's lose those two, and keep to the moon. I'm okay with that. Sure. <laughs> sad fucking story like How and i don't think it's that popular yeah yeah i mean i guess like yeah he had the creator can like he had always intended for it so i guess even if it was popular or not it was going to go through with additional installments so i um, i kind of backtracked to my argument here so yeah let's keep to the moon Go ahead and lose Gone Home, too. It's it's very much the same thing, but if we were going to fight for something, I'd much rather fight for To the Moon than Gone Home. But Gone Home's only 90 minutes, though, if it makes you feel better. So it's real fucking short, and it tells a really... Yeah, to the Moon's only three, maybe four hours. It doesn't yeah. make me feel any better, Preston. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does that make you feel better? Eh. I'm good. What are you talking about? What? What, do you, what does it make you feel better? You're talking about Gone Home. You're like, if it makes you feel better about Gone Home. Oh, no, I didn't even hear what I said. I was adding my two cents. God <laughs> damn <you>. it. <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> gone! <laughs> gone Home is gone. Oh, Where did nailed he go, Preston? How did he go home? Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. I've been working on that all week. <laughs> That's the best I could do. See, because we're recording here oh. through all this, I could have a soundboard up right now to play some stuff for you there too, Dan. <sighs> Missed opportunity. Maybe Bummer. next week. Fucked up. Fucked up, Chief. <laughs> I did. Uh, where are we at on the, the list? I do have another one. No, it's, my, it's mine. Yeah, okay. I still got one. Um, Demon Souls. I, I think was we should about lose. to go after that one. Yeah, it birthed the like the most popular franchise. It, like, it stayed with like I don't know. It feels like enough people enough people must have played it that they're like, "Fuck yeah, make more of these." 
kinds of games. And then I think Dark Souls really took off, but it's definitely the least popular of the franchise, but it's like top 10 least popular or like no one's played like yeah that should still not be on that list ah, let's drop that one okay Dan you want to delete it who did that I, I did <laughs> I, got through, I got through my turn without much problems alright Kyle yours oh man there's so many on here that uh Hulk Ultimate Destruction. That one was a popular one. Let's be real. I don't know if it was popular, but it was fucking fun. It was super fun. And that's why it was so popular. Is because they actually captured being Hulk. That's fine. And they even... Ah, it was just so fun. Like, imagine GTA, but you're the car, Dan. And you just bust through everything. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll yeah, send you, could, giant... you could put cars on as boxing gloves. Dude, that's awesome. Actually stole the move from the game and put it in the uh, Edward Norton movie. They did. They did. That was how good it was. So ah, it really did capture what it was like to be the Hulk and just the momentum of breaking everything. You would you could knock down buildings and shit. And ah, it was great when they would send like – because if you do enough destruction – a strike team will come after you. And so it's like a giant, like 10 story mech with a bunch of flying guys and jets and shit you have to take down, but you could jump on jets and bring them down like in the movie and just hold on to them and then spin out and just go into smashing the buildings and stuff. You could take a bus and smash it and use it as a skateboard and grind down the fucking road. It was such a cool game. You think it was popular though, Kyle? I think it was incredibly popular, and actually, I think one of the, one of the other reasons it was popular is because it launched right before the Hulk movie, and everyone was expecting the movie and was like, "Oh, a game!" And the game was like ten times better than the movie. <laughs> when you're saying when, when you're saying Hulk movie, you're talking the the one just called Hulk, right? The Incredible Hulk, the Edward Norton one. Yeah, the Edward Norton. This was one. before the Edward. Okay, okay. Yeah, it launched right before it, like two or three months, I think. And let's lose it. That's good. Okay. That's a good. That's a great game, though. Like everyone, re- I have that one still on my PlayStation. That's ah, what a cool fucking game. Because they made another one called The Incredible Hulk. Actually, it actually came out after the Edward Norton one. And it's that on one PlayStation. Sucked. It does. It even though it does a lot of the same things, it it just isn't as good. It's yeah, really weird. It wasn't as refined. Yeah, but it was still just not as good. Yeah, let's lose that. I'm okay with that. Unless you don't have one. What are we down to? One, two, three, four, five, six. Like 26, I think. Ooh, we're moving along pretty fast, though. All right, go ahead. Who? I got another one. Uh, let's Kyle. Kyle, what do you got? Wheelman. Lose it. It's not going to make it. TA alternative. It was really fun. The art, the driving was much more burnout style. Yeah. It was a pretty fun game. Yeah, but overall, it was just another Vin Diesel. And if we had to have a Vin Diesel, I would pick Chronicles of Riddick. Right. Not that we have to have a Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Like, why, why is that, why is that a criteria? <laughs> 
top 10 Vin Diesel games, Dan. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure, we got one. Yeah, Mad World. Ah, really? It's Shit. not a it's not a hidden gem. I mean, it was the I think at the time the only uh rated M game on the Wii, you know, when it released, I think it was the first one that came out that was rated M. It, it wasn't the first, I don't think, but I think it was what like one of three. <laughs> yeah, you saw very few and I think that's what kind of it didn't necessarily help the Wii per se. I mean, it had its it had its own you know movement forward, but at least it's like okay, cool. We got a rated M game on a Nintendo product, and you didn't really see a lot of that. And now it's like okay, here we are. It's like blood, chainsaws, beating the shit out of each other. Book um, book style is really cool in it the, too. Oh yes, yes, it was. Yeah, I like the style, and I think it worked very well um, for the game though. But I wouldn't consider it a hidden gem. I played it. I know a lot of other people who played it. It's not something that was just off in the weeds. And I'm not going to fight you. If okay. No one else wants to fight you. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I won't fight yet. Uh, it was a good one though. It was a really I good game. It, it might've been, it, it, it almost hit hidden gem material for me though. Cause yeah, really I, I don't know too. a lot of people that played it. Like I sold a lot of copies of it, but. Maybe that should be enough. There's your there's your standard it, right it, there. <laughs> it dropped down to five pretty fast too, which usually means unless it's a Nintendo exclusive, like Nintendo owned, that means it's pretty popular. Yeah, lose it. Okay, and then can I make another recommendation? Absolutely. Path of Neo. Oh come on, really? If you liked the Matrix movies, you you played it. You didn't even have to have. Half the game. You played it at a friend's house. Absolutely. It was a... No, you're thinking Enter the Matrix. I don't remember anybody who played Path of Neo. I remember that specifically for Enter the Matrix, but when I see Path of Neo, I'm thinking like Matrix. And it even came in my mind, it's like maybe I should put Enter the Matrix on here. And I'm like, no, I know a lot of people who played that game. No, see, for me, it was um, Path of Neo because I know a lot of people that played Enter the Matrix, but. It was the, the, the path of Neo that everyone talked as being, you know, that's the ultimate, you know, experience. It was. It was a really good game. Because that's really what everyone it. wanted anyway. <laughs> I know. it was, uh, And it played like three different games because the first movie, he still has guns. And so he had third person shooting. But by the by, the, you get to the second movie and now you have all your Superman powers. It plays completely different. Ah, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Fine, fuck it. Get it out of here. <laughs> do it before I... Ah, Goodbye, before I Mr. Anderson. Get it out of here. <laughs> Damn. That's a really good game. Remember the ant level when you're escaping the Varavingians mansion and there's just giant ants with like giant candelabras Holy shit. You? It's so weird. Oh my god, oh, I completely fuck, forgot what? about those guys. Oh, I gotta look up a picture of those guys now. Path of Neo okay, Ants. That's fair. that's fair, though. Holy shit. <laughs> Forgot about <laughs> these guys. It was more popular than I thought it was. I didn't think it was, but... I only know a couple people who played that one. Um, how about we get rid of The Darkness 2? I'm okay with that. I don't think I anybody played... Of people... 
Darkness I didn't play it, but I knew a lot of people that picked it up and played it. They do. They they were super excited about. It. Us too. I was really excited for the second one, and it plays so much better than the first. But yeah, that's fine. Let's lose that one. No. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> I'm okay with losing it. <laughs> I think we just lost another four. All right. All right. Um, can we get rid of Gundam Tide story? Yeah, you have to w- tell me, Kyle, because you just, just added it. So. Yeah, same here. I want to know. Um, so it was it was a Dreamcast game. Um, it shocking. Yeah. Um, so the thing that was cool about it was you weren't actually a Gundam pilot; you were just a mobile suit pilot. But it played all from cockpit view, so. It wasn't like, you know, your standard third person or first person view that you would normally like you actually have the panels of the cockpit in front of you um, for for your screen. And the, the thing was, it, is it was short, so I would be OK with losing it. And I think one of the reasons it was probably kind of under the radar is because it was niche and it was really short. It was only like eight levels. And I think the longest level was like maybe forty-five minutes. The mech combat, like Titanfall, at all? No, no, it'd be more. I don't know. It uh, almost like Mech Warrior esque. And and I'm not saying like uh, You're selling me on this Mech Assault. I'm saying Get like Mech Warrior. For <laughs> nothing. Get it out of here. Did it have a good story? It did. <laughs> I was waiting for you to yell right at him with that. Get it out of here! <laughs> it did have a good story, though. I mean, if you like Gundam. Don't. Do you have to like Gundam to appreciate it? Uh, maybe not, but it definitely helps. <laughs> My cut. What are we down to? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Someone sell me on Pyre. Ah, damn, really? Cut it. The guys who did Bastion and Transistor, I think their following's probably big enough that they played Pyre. Yeah. Even though I just don't know many people who actually finished all of Pyre. It's I can really- honestly say I never played Pyre, but I loved Transistor. I liked Bastion. I like Pyre. Like it's um, I showed Dan a little bit of it, but I don't think it was enough to draw him into it. Um, it text-based not. novel style, uh, but you'll you're like a bunch of outcasts, and you have to find your way back to society. And your team, you keep finding more and more people along the road who are part of your team, and you play basically space basketball or space hockey, whatever you want to call it. You just throw an orb into this little fucking bonfire and score points like you would slam dunk it. It was pretty fucking awesome. The game mechanics got kind of shallow towards the end, but I still think that was a pretty cool game. It has a really good story to go along with it. It has a really heartfelt tale, of, and you had to get rid of your... Because at some point, you would have to choose between your friends on which ones you wanted to get rid of and which ones you wanted to keep. Usually the only ones that were eligible to leave were the ones you use the most. So your favorite people you had to get rid of so that they could go up and be happy in their real lives. It was a really interesting dynamic. 
of making you choose character. Yeah, get rid of it. I'm giving you love. Was that one baby. of the dogs walking in front of the microphone? My dogs are lying down. Okay. It, it may have been me. I was itching my shoulder, and I've got an inline mic. Shame. But that's okay. Dan, your turn. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, can I go real quick? Yeah, go can for we, it. Can we drop Soma, actually? Now that I'm thinking about it, Soma's... I was actually looking at that one. I think a lot of people I think a lot of people played it actually now that I'm thinking about it. There was a lot of buzz about it, that's for sure. It's the amnesia guys. Cool world, good survival horror game. Yeah. No combat. Story's really interesting, but some of the gameplays Yeah, let's get rid of that one. I don't I think more people played that one than I thought. Okay. Alright. Vision can't stop me. Lost Odyssey was pretty popular, wasn't it? I was just about to say that. That was another one of those RPG um, games, wasn't it? I I think initially it may have been a hidden gem, like like a year after its launch, because I I didn't know a lot of people that had played it. Oh, I'm thinking a different game. All of a sudden... It just became so hard to find because everyone wanted to play it. That one's on here, courtesy of Brandon. Actually, <laughs> so, yeah, is it really? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he asked me what we were doing, and I did that. And he's like, "Oh, how about Lost Odyssey?" I was like, "I'll put it on there." I didn't think. But, Lost- yeah, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> I thought Lost Odyssey was an RPG, and then I went looked at the pictures. I'm like, "No, this can't be one." And then I looked at some more, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, it that's- seemed like it was enough that it sold pretty well." Yeah. It's really fucking good. Okay. It's really fucking long. For discs, wasn't it? Yeah. On 360. Let's get rid yeah. of it. That's too it, popular. Get it out of here. It filled every <laughs> single disc, too. Get out of here. I don't like our reasoning just because it's too long, but all right. No, our reasoning is because Brandon suggested it. Has to go. <laughs> we lose condemned now kyle can, can we lose evil within before we lose condemned? Oh, man. can evil i make a, so it much better a, it was a great game that's the thing it's a great game and there was so much buzz about it because like i don't know i thought the first one kind of flew in under the radar the second one was incredibly popular i don't know anybody who played evil within two besides me i know a lot of people that played evil within two. Oh, really yeah no fucking way. I'm actually going to check the sales numbers. The sales numbers for That's me, what Dan. I'm doing right now, too, Dan. Evil Within 1, around 800,000 on the opening week. Evil Within 2 was only about 200,000 opening week. A quarter of the original. Really? It's like nothing compared to... The, and it's so much better than the first one. It's like they took Silent Hill and just let you run around an open-world town going doing side missions in it and the story wasn't as confusing because they did a nice little recap at the beginning because no one knows what the fuck the first one's about and so they're like here here's what it actually was about and then they're like oh that was a nice little transition so i know what i'm actually doing in this game the bosses are freaking amazing um i don't think it's as popular as you think kyle 
Okay. Okay. What are the what are the sales figures for Condemned look like? Oh Jesus! Hang on. They must have, they must have been good because you got a second. Yeah, but I don't know. To me, the second almost seemed like an afterthought. Like the first one, it didn't really sell all that well. It was like, oh yeah, we have this game. Like that's what I thought about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll make you a deal right here. You ready? What's that? You ready? All right. We can keep condemned. Total sales of uh, condemned criminal origins on the Xbox 360 was 0.41 million. So less than half a million. That's pretty low, actually. In 10 weeks of recording, that's as far as it got. And that is, it shipped. Interesting, it says shipping total was 270,000 units, but the actual sales here total between Europe, Japan, North America, and others was uh, 410,000. So, In a week? Uh, that's No, not in a week. That's, a, that's apparently according to these 10-week metrics here. That's got to stay. All right, lose Riddick. And I think yeah, you lose, uh, lose Riddick. And I think uh, Predator Concrete Jungle should go bye bye too. Oh shit! No way! Nobody played Predator Concrete Jungle. That's such a rare fucking game. This motherfucker Unless played it. Quality. I never played it. This motherfucker played it, but then I had to stop playing it because part of my game glitched out where you were on some sort of construction site and you had to kill all these guys and then jump up to like the top of the construction site. I could never jump up there. It was like there was an invisible wall that somehow glitched into my game that would not let me jump higher. So that one was on PS2, right? Yes. An Xbox original. If your argument to me is that it's a shitty game, (laughs) we can have that talk. I'm not saying but it's a shitty be, game. No, I, I just, will not be kicking Predator off this list for popularity because I don't know anybody I'm, who played that fucking game. Besides you, apparently now, yeah. it's just so weird because you don't play. Anything. Fuck off. Beat it. Got I him. have it. If you play <laughs> I wouldn't mind like, trying it again. I know it was rare because when we worked at GameStop, that game was still selling for forty-five to thirty-five to forty-five dollars on used PS2 when we still did US PS2. That's really fucking hard to find, man. Oh, that's very... That's, Which is funny uh, because it seems like when when it was out, like Target and Walmart couldn't get rid of copies of it for years. And then all of a sudden they disappeared and it got rare. Yeah. Um, we have to start making some tough know. choices here. I don't know. That one could stay, in my opinion, for now. I think... You we want to lose Power and, Stone for Condemned? Yeah, we could we could go ahead and lose Power Stone. It did get a ah! it did get a port to the PSP, so I mean it did have some popularity there. Let's lose that bitch. What's that down to one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Three more. Easy to go. I think the sales site that I'm using here, this VGCharts.com, is just a load of bullshit because it says that that game only sold like 200,000 copies. I'm like, no fucking way. I think Which that, one? I think Predator Concrete Jungle. I'm sure it sold more <laughs> than that. Correct. Nope, I think that's right. <laughs> that's probably right because, like I said, I saw tons of copies in 
in Walmart and Target for years. It's set in the same corner spot in you know what? In Walmart's okay. cabinet. Okay, maybe forever. those maybe those sales numbers are right because Wikipedia shows here that it scores like from Game Informer were two point seven five out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So if we want to go with the argument the game sucks ass, <laughs> I'll hear that argument. <laughs> Okay, it can stay. It can stay. You know what? We, no, you know what? We probably should kick it because honestly, <laughs> it has a lot of gameplay problems, and this is the ten best games nobody played. I do want to play. Maybe that game Predator again. is one of those ones. Yeah, Predator is one of those ones. There's a reason nobody played it. Maybe I was just blind to the fact that it was Predator. You know, going around killing people as the Predator, I thought was pretty cool. You know, all the different like uh-huh. visors and that you could uh, sort through, but. I, I maybe I need to play it again to see how much of a shit game it is. I think it is shit. I had a lot of fun with it. Two, they what were the reviews? Two point seven five. That was Game Informer. Yeah, let me see what the rest of them were. Uh, That's really low. Yeah, IGN gave it a five point five out of ten. Uh, Gamespot gave it a five point three out of ten, and Metacritic's aggregate score is forty seven out of one hundred. Yeah, I lose it. It's I'm blinded by my love for Predator apparently because. <laughs> <laughs> That just sounds like a shit game that I just can't see for some reason. It's got to go. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So just shitty game on the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck. We got 12 sorry. left on the list, guys. I we haven't put talked the about Viking at all. Not like Viking? I never played Viking. Oh, that one was a third world open world action um, basic RPG elements, not a lot, mostly just hack and slash. But the really cool thing was you would do sieges on towns and forts. So it was a lot like Lord of the Rings, um, where it wasn't um, kind of like, or uh, for Honor, Dan, where it's a bunch of, you're fighting a bunch of people at once, and it's like you, you got to hold an objective, but you're killing as many people as you can just with the regular combat. So it was a really cool dynamic, and there'd be like 300, 400 people on the screen or whatever. Like over awesome. or whatever the fuck they were. It was. It was. It was a really cool thing. Oh man, really did that. Ah, uh, maybe it's yeah. time to get rid of condemned. God damn it! What's me on your misadventure of Tron Bone? <laughs> I want to know the what that is. Of Tron Bone. Um, so it was actually a branch off game. Yeah, you did. Uh, it, w- it was a branch off game from the Mega Man Legends series. She was like one of the main, or basically the one of the main protagonists, um, always screwing up things for Mega Man and whatnot. Uh, it was kind of a comedy game, though. Uh, basically, your brother um, gets in a huge financial debt and gets kidnapped, and so as the bad guys, you're you're still trying to do good stuff to try and get him back or, you know, pay off even worse bad guys to get him back. But it's got like a whole, like, I don't know. It was like a, like it played, it played like Mega Man for parts of the game or Mega Man legends for parts of the game. But instead of like open world, they were like single run style levels with a singular objective at the end. But the other cool aspect of it was you had the whole ship management where you actually had to like 
feed the serve bots as a mini game to like build up speed for serve bots or you had to send serve bots out on missions and there was actually like a serve bot torture chamber um it's like an incredibly rare game now okay not mind with keeping that sounds like you're pretty happy for that one Oh shit! Do you want to go on a ride? Are, are we going on a ride for Deadly Premonition, Kyle? <laughs> Should we? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is supposed to be good games, and Deadly Premonition really sucks ass in a yeah, lot of I ways. Know, I know, <laughs> and it kind of became a popular game for the sake of it being a bad game. I really was, good. I was riding it out <laughs> to see how long it was going to make it. <laughs> I'm kind of damn it, but the game's really shitty, actually. It <laughs> but totally it's so is. But it's so good. Oh fuck! It's like a Silent Hill wannabe, Dan. In a lot of it's, oh boy. but it's just so it bad. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those games that like pe- people mm. still stream it today. Well, isn't there uh, isn't there a sequel coming out like this year for Switch? There has Is been, there? I thought. I thought I know they were going to re-release the original on Switch, but I think you're right. I think there was a sequel to it. Yeah, like it was it announced. Let's take a look here. Like it Maybe was pretty, pretty recently. It. Like it was like the end of 2019, a Nintendo Direct. I remember seeing Deadly Premonition 2, but they were like, it was like one of the selling points. So they're like, it's an actual sequel. Yeah, so it released on the Switch. Uh, wow, it released last September. So it's been it's out for a little go. while. Shit, maybe it has to go. Hmm. <laughs> it's so... Uh... What about West of Loathing, Dan? Ooh, that's tough. Because like, that game obviously is not popular. Like... No one had even known it was coming out. Like, they were just working on it. And then it was just here. They released a one trailer for it. And it's only been maybe two years now. But it's still, like, I don't think I know a single person that's played that game besides me. As far as actual gameplay goes, it's pretty pretty basic but i mean that's they're not the the type of game like that kingdom of loathing they're not supposed to be like groundbreaking gameplay it's more the world building and the actual humor of the game that makes it a blast to play and a game is it west of loathing is an actual like turn-based rpg but it's it kind of takes from the kingdom of loathing and i guess the fact that it is kind of a, a sequel, it's a spiritual successor that could throw it off this list just kind of like by default. But he hadn't heard of it though. Like, it was just always like what you imagine Kingdom of Loathing to be because you could actually control your character. But like when you would go to the open world map, you would still have to select a destination. And then like it was just. What the fuck is this game I'm looking at? (laughs) It's it's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my god, what the fuck? But this is... 
this is part of a a series? Um, no, I mean it's I mean it's the same people that did Kingdom of Loathing. That was like just the the text based web browser game. I want to see Preston play this game. Like he, I the God, gameplay the is boring, but the actual like, well, at least for Preston, it would be boring. But the actual gameplay and like the humor is perfect for us. Yeah, this this would seem like a game that I think like if we had to have some sort of like series on, I could see I could see you two sitting down and actually playing this game out. Oh, it would be hilarious. Is it more but it's not very popular, you don't think? What it, does it have sales numbers? Mm, good question. Let's see. No, this this is nothing. This is a hidden gem for sure. Okay. Um Ultimately, the game sold 50,000 units. <laughs> it was expected to sell 20. Three weeks. Mm. Fuck that. <laughs> I think that has to be on this list. Just... Everything Shit. about it is unique. Maybe it's... Like, it's just... It, like, you know, for, I'm a little bit biased because I like RPG kind of games. But like for an RPG, it's still a good RPG. And it's just on top of that, there's the humor, good. there's everything else about it. It's just, it's a blast. Asura's Wrath. Ooh, that's a tough one, too. Oh, man. It's that was such a, was it really popular, though? Because I don't know. A, a lot of people that I talk to, they've never played it. And I'm like, oh, man, do you like anime? Or, you know, do you like comic books? Because, holy shit. <laughs> it definitely knew who its target market was. So, like, it was, like, cult following, but I don't think it was super popular. You look and see how much it sold, what its sales figures look like. It's a good game. Like... Sales. Did not expect Asura's Wrath to sell well outside of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that kind of speaks for it. Even the dad does. Like, eh. 36,000 copies in the first month for Astro's Wrath. That's pretty low. But it ultimately became a uh, backwards compatible title. So, I mean, it, it's like they, they're like, please, do play it. It's found its legs, you think? I don't know. I still think it's a hidden gem. Hmm. Maybe we should lose the Punisher then. <laughs> well, what about what about Saboteur? Oh, damn. Oh, that that's like one of my ultimate hidden gems. Mine, mine too. Because um, like I, I didn't pick that up because Assassin's Creed was a thing and it was still booming then. So like, I think that's the main reason why Saboteur kind of went under the rug. But I think. For me, that's like the only reason I can think of. 
That was Pandemic's last game, wasn't it? Was. Man. I don't know why I don't know why it went under the rug because its gameplay is GTA meets Assassin's Creed. Like you can climb the buildings so you can get better vantage points, but it's still a gun game. But overall. then they had the whole aspect that if you were in an area of the city that was still under Nazi control, it was all in black and white. Such a cool art design too. Mm, fuck. Yeah, and then you once you freed it of Nazi control, then it would go into color. But it would look like Sin City when you were. Yeah, that and it's got a really cool story. It's a fun open world. Pandemic did good job with open worlds. They lots of chaos. Fuck! I don't know what to do now. Are we going to circle back to Deadly Premonition and Condemned? Oh my God, we need to. I think we're at that point. Oh, Deadly Premonition. Do it before I get upset. Take it off. Otherwise, I got gonna... it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, man. There you it's go. It's just so bad. It's not <laughs> a. It's so good. It's not a hidden gem. Oh. It's like when you go out fossil hunting and you come across something you think is really cool, and then you end up coming across dinosaur shit. Okay, that's what this is the equivalent of. Okay. Bad. God. Move on. <laughs> is condemned going now? No man, Condemned is really good, but it did get its sequel. Get a sequel. Mm. Not condemned. What, what, what is what is everybody else thinking? If it isn't condemned, I could go anyway. Here is it even worth? Then two is that what you guys are thinking? If it's not condemned, hmm. I'm. If it's not condemned, I'm leaning maybe either Viking or Misadventure of Trombone. Uh, see, uh, if it's not condemned, I'm thinking either Viking or Evil Within. Sounds like Viking is the one that seems to have almost like the consensus there when you're going the either or. I mean, you guys both said it. Really good. And I don't, no one played it, and that was a damn shame. It was like Shadow of War before Shadow of War or Mordor before it came out. Hmm. System. But that whole idea of remember when you would take over siege like a town or something? It would be like a giant battle. They did it first. Oh, yeah. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Damn. I don't know. I, I look at the rest of the list, and uh, I've at least heard of the games, you know, and you know, know a little bit about them. Viking. It's just kind of like I've seen it, and it's like uh, I've never even heard buzz about it. Reviews like for Viking. Maybe it's another one where I'm just blinded. Let's see what the reviews are like for Viking. Okay. I was blinded like I was <laughs> Concrete Jungle Viking Review or Viking what's the name of the game? Battle for Asgard GameSpot gave it a 5 out of 10 uh, IG, IGN gave it a 6.3 out of 10 uh, Metacritic's current aggregate score on it is 65 out of 100 so it Act. yeah 
damn it. Fine, take it away. I'll do it. Just turn your turn your eyes away from the screen. You need any more. God damn it, Viking should be on this list. Fine, that's ah! that, <laughs> that brings us to ten, boys. Oh man. Oh yeah. Bit of a struggle there in the last five or so. It was tough to kick these off. <laughs> All right. I'll go ahead and read the t- Yeah, I'm going to read the 10 here and we'll take a quick break. All right. So our top or our uh remaining list here to argue uh for best games ten nobody played. Hits. What? Top 10 sleeper hits. Top 10 sleeper hits. Sure, we're calling this a new topic. Uh Saboteur, Kingdoms uh of Amalur, Evil Within 2, The Punisher, Asura's Wrath, Condemned, Misadventure of Tron Tronbon, uh, Darkest Dungeon, To the Moon, and West of Loathing. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back on to get these in a 1 through 10 order. And we're back. So, we've got a list of 10 games here to organize and try to figure out which one is the best game nobody played. Or best sleeper game, or whatever you want to call it, because we're probably going to change the title of this before the end of this recording. Let's just put them all on there. Make them one long I'm, title. I'm go- <laughs> that's my plan, actually. <laughs> all right, so our list contains Saboteur, Kingdoms of uh, Amalur, Evil Within 2, The Punisher, Asura's Wrath, Condemned, Misadventure of Tronbon, Darkest Dungeon, To the Moon, and West of Loathing. All right, guys. Fight it out. Man, this sure, is very... where's your contribution to the list? <laughs> I have no contributions to the list here. I'm Dude, thinking that like the... Ten... One. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the 10 spot almost to be something like... Um, either condemned or like saboteur. No, maybe not saboteur. Evil within, though. Condemned, evil within, or kingdoms of Amalur. Well, choices not kingdoms of Amalur. (laughs) (laughs) Any of those choices. It did get ported, dude, and it's really popular again. They actually re-released a physical copy. So, like, as far as sleep, sleeper hits go, definitely, but it, it's, a, it's a phoenix. But these are the best hidden gems, and Kingdoms of Amular is a better game than Asura's Wrath. That is very true. So maybe that's right there. Maybe it should be Asura's Wrath. West of Loathing. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay, there you go. It's just so goofy. Like, but I think that's enough to get into the ten. But as far as like depth of gameplay, do you think it has as much as some of these others? Um yes and no. Like actual gameplay, like combat, the JRPG turn based combat, that's not too in depth. 
the side stuff you do when you're in areas, it actually is quite in depth. There's the puzzles are challenging. Um, there's a town you go to that's a it's it's a fake town, so the the whole backdrop you can tell it's being propped up, and you have to arrest these three guys. So this is just a side quest, and they don't tell you what to do; just arrest them. But the point is, you have to talk to them and convince them to stand in a certain spot in town. And you have to get them all to converge together on the same spot so you can knock the that portion of the town over and drop it on their heads to stun them so you can arrest them. What? <laughs> this game sounds so fucking weird. It's so weird. <laughs> Dude, we, we should just do a play of it. Like, one stream, we just do it for a couple hours, and bam, it's... Oh, it's a blast. Okay. Um, it, it could definitely be low. I'm okay with it being ten, but that's just my argument for it. Like there is a surprising amount of depth to it. Uh, Misadventure of Tron Bond, Kyle. A higher I got, point. I, I've got to fight that a little higher in the. Okay. That that is definitely one that like there there's a reason that that game. It even even like pre-owned goes for like, I think it's like a hundred. It fluctuates between like a ninety and a hundred and twenty bucks. There's not a lot of copies out there, and it's super popular when, like, when people find out about it. Like, people got to get their hands on it, type thing. Okay, um, I'm okay with condemned at ten. Then, if we want to do condemned, I'm not okay, I'm okay with, with that. I am not okay. I'm with okay with you. condemned. Okay. Number 10, Sherm. Got it. Oops. Ah, fuck. Same fucking thing. It's a great game, though, that it has really visceral combat. It's. Like, we all know how hard it is to do melee combat in a first person game, first person perspective. Mm-hmm. Those games usually don't work out, and this one does a really good job. Remember in the second one, Kyle, where the bear comes flying through the fucking log cabin? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit! Because there was like no inclination a bear was going to show up, and then all of a sudden, a fucking yeah, it's bear. just fucking insane out of nowhere. Oh man, that one's got a really cool story. It's dark. Yeah, I'm okay with it at ten, though. Um, so how about West of Loathing at nine then? Yeah, that's fine. Fine. It sounds funny as hell. No, it's it's, it's a fun. hilarious game. I think there should be What are you thinking? No. It reminds me of kind of like a South Park. Where maybe the gameplay isn't as good, but the fucking comedy just hits you. Or pit people. Pit people fucking kills me. Yeah, it's that same thing for sure. It's me so well, so I really appreciate that. So maybe we should actually put To the Moon at nine. Okay. Um, Because the game is so good, (laughs) but it's part of a series. That's tough. Just maybe because of gameplay, because it's so lacking, but the everything else just carries it. The music in that game is 
phenomenal. Like I was telling Kyle in the break, like that's the only game series because they both kind of do it. They, they get me teary eyed. Like the stories are just so well done. But I mean, when it comes down to gameplay, it's very much point and click. So that's that's where I would be okay with it being lower. But everything else, like I would, I would fight for it to be number one, really. So, so you, so you would put it above Wessel Loathing? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Put Wessel Loathing at nine, then. I'm okay with that. I still think we need to have a whole series of West of Loathing, especially with you, Preston, playing it. Oh, we would all do silly voices? Dude. Demands it? <laughs> yes. We do in here. I think Asura's Wrath should be number eight. Why? Because that game doesn't... You had to buy the ending originally. Wait, what? And I didn't. I don't remember that. The, ending, the real ending's DLC in that game, and that bugged the fuck out of me. And honestly, it's like playing an anime, but gameplay—it's kind of lacking in a lot of ways. It's a fucking yeah. Awesome it's a story. lot of QTE sequences. Uh, like if they took a God of War—it's what it was. Like if they took a God of War QTE and made it a whole game out of it. That's really what it felt like. Yeah. I'm okay with it being eight. Wow. It is crazy good, but man, I just I had moments in that game that just I remember crystal clear to this day. Like there were very, very high points Dark, to yeah. some of the stories in that game. Shit, Mega Man Legends Three was canceled in 2011, Kyle. Yeah. What are, what are you seeing? Because I thought I saw it for sale. Oh, I was uh, I was doing some digging on Wikipedia, and then I did some more digging, and yeah, it's it, it was for sure canceled. But it was supposed to come out on us. Yeah, it's. Let's see. Does it say why? Um, I still don't think Mega Man Legends would have made the list. No, it does not. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, oh, that I, I remember this one here. Capcom's, yeah, in a reply to fans two days later, Capcom's UK Twitter account appeared to blame lack of fan involvement for the game's cancellation. Basically, hey, fans, you don't really want this enough, so we're just going to get rid of it. Much oh. too sucked, Kyle. That's why we shouldn't put wow. two in the list. You got, <laughs> I guess. one canceled. Which is funny because the, the second one is so much more solid than the first one. But it's off now, so there's <laughs> no going back. Right. Hmm. Um are we at seven? Yes, sir. What are we thinking? I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Mm. What are you thinking? Kingdom should be number seven. Oh, you think so? Do just because by the end of it, I was sick of that game. Kyle was right. I think it's actually gotten a lot of popularity over the years. Hmm. But you still consider it a hidden gem, though. 
for those because it didn't get a sequel. It didn't. The company went bankrupt after. Yeah, they, they, couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't get a sequel. They didn't get enough sales to even warrant staying out. That shit shit, because didn't he like borrow money from like the state to get yeah. it published? Yeah, he borrowed money from the state, like $75 million with a guarantee for like 450 jobs. Um, I was reading this in the break, and um, they couldn't do anything. And basically, he wiped out his entire fortune of like $50 million to try to pay stuff off. Jesus Christ. No shit. Yeah. The game was good. It was it was fantastic. I wish Actually, it would have got a what? sequel. There, there might be because the Darksiders guys, TSU Nordic, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, they they picked up the Kingdoms of Amalur license, I think, like a year or two ago. These guys will make something. They throw shit Maybe out. that's why they re-released the uh, Xbox One packaging because now you can buy it in in an Xbox One box where it says, you know, Xbox 360, Xbox one at the top of the box now it's possible i mean i can't imagine if the company didn't exist anymore you know that they there would be any way for it to release unless someone else owned it but yeah if they do then maybe they're i know i know it it comes out that way because we've had uh copies come into the shop then best guess is probably it's a way for them to see okay was this good enough that people are going (laughs) to buy it again and can we get any metrics off of it this is a good game, though. Like, I don't know. It was a really good game. This Adventures of Tron Bond should be higher than that, Kyle? No, nah, it could be seven. I was shooting for at least six, or at least six, so it could be seven. Okay. I think I'd like that game, though. I what misadventures? It. Yeah, I don't think I'd like it. You don't? Why not? It just doesn't look like my style. Uh, I, it, the voice acting that I I listened to was really annoying. It sounded like Nintendo voice acting, and I think Nintendo voice acting for the most part sucks ass. But <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and it like really cartoony and just bad. Well, it's it like supposed to be anymore. cartoony, so, but. Yeah, no, I I can understand. Pretty gets it to seven. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that makes me happy. Okay, all right, all right. How about Punisher at six? I could see that. I I could agree yeah. with that one. I'm cool with that. That's a fun game, though. God, those then Evil games. Within at five. Ah, fine. Yeah. Okay, I will fight you. Evil Within 2 is so good. Like, you really all should play it if you haven't. It is so fucking good. The boss fights are so cool. There's one, it's, he's a photographer. It was, it's like based, it's like a demon from a photographer. And it's just a giant camera on a tripod that comes to life. And it's chasing you around this fucking, like, uh, art gallery area with just disturbing portraits everywhere of people, like, dying and shit. Oh, it's such a cool boss fight. And there's so many like it. Damn, that's a really good game. And the open world was just so cool. Because I don't know of like many open world horror games Ooh. that do that. You know I, what? Um, I think it, this this may just be me. Swap uh, Darkest Dungeon and To the Moon, and I think that's 
West. Darkest Dungeon at four? Yeah. Hmm. Can't have Saboteur at number one. Yeah, no, you can't. I, I, I like Saboteur. Kingdoms of Amalur at one. Amalur is fairly popular now. I know, but... Uh, <laughs> and what do you think should be at one? To, to the moon? Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> Darkest Dungeon, yeah. Really? I, it was... It's a... Okay, so as far as popularity goes, it's a Kickstarter game. It can't oh. get any less popular than that. Like the only game I know that was any time or semi popular was the new uh, Shenmue game recently from Kickstarter. <laughs> but like you think about that, it, that game, game, like, that game is going nowhere. It's like the fact that it, yeah, that's got to be high. It's an actually a really good game. It's extremely deep in. A lot of builds. There's a lot of character in that game. It's dark. It's not for everybody. And well, maybe it's got a really high skill curve, though, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to pick up. It's difficult to master. That's that's a good way to put it. I think so, I would put two to moon at four. Maybe move. I think its story has carried, it has carried it to four. Yeah, I'm okay with it being four. Like, but, but, but gameplay, I think, is a little lacking. But like Dan said, it's the only game that's ever made him tear up. That means something. That gets you to number four on my list, bitch. Wow. Like, like, <laughs> like Kyle, the fact that you just bought it in the break, like, that's the only reason I'm not going to talk about it in detail because I don't want to spoil it for you because it's that good. Well, I mean, I bought it for that reason. You were like... It it brought me to tears, and I'm like, okay, this might this 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 might be worth playing. That means something to me. Yeah, it's only Dan, like three Dan, or four Dan hours. Cry. Like, yeah, Dan does not cry. Super short. That means something. Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. So that takes us to Darkest Dungeon, Kingdoms of Amular, and Saboteur. Maybe we move Saboteur to three. With that. Yeah, I'm thinking Saboteur 3, MLR 2, Dark Dungeon 1. That was going to be my recommendation. You sold uh, me. I'm not totally against you. If you want King of Amular at 1, Kyle, I'm not totally against that either. No, I, 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 has a very I, I've, been big reading, I've been sitting here reading stuff on uh, on Darkest Dungeon, and yeah, that, that might be one I might have actually, actually, but... Tell you what. You should just pull up like the intro trailer to Darkest Dungeon, and if you're not sold, like there's something wrong with you. <laughs> oh, I already, I already watched that. <laughs> God damn it, Sherman! <laughs> <laughs> it should just <laughs> Wow, I never saw that one coming. <laughs> Uh, all right. So Man, I work great for a podcast. Way of the Warrior in for number one to all of our listeners. God damn it, Sherman. Why would you do something that they could not possibly see? <laughs> because I love fucking with you guys. Like that has a lot of depth, Kingdoms of Amular. It does. As far as like builds and shit, and it's it's it kind of reminds me of like what Fable I thought kind of should have been, or Warcraft 
if it was an well, RPG. Well, and, and the, the customization uh, of your character build, too. Because yeah, you could customize, you, you, you could, well, you could, oh, I shouldn't say customize, like, the way you could equip, like, equip your character with, like, any weapon combination made for some really unique gameplay, I like, as far as variety, you know? That was also the game, because, like, for those type of, those kind of games, I usually typically play a, a ranged spellcaster. And I remember specifically for that game, seeing some of like the assassination things you could do as the rogue class. Mm-hmm. And that sold me on that entire class just with how cool it was. Cause like, you'd never really seen that before for like that style of game. Right. So that was like my first memory of playing that game it was like, wow, the assassin actually looks cool when he's executing people. I'm going to play an assassin. Whereas I would normally play a ranged character. Yeah. That's a really good game. Darkest Dungeon, our number one <sighs> fucking game right God, there. What a what a game, dude! It really is like it's talked really about actually, it before. Like, if you can beat it, it's that's a huge achievement if you can beat that game because it throws the everything in the kitchen sink at you. It is just ah, it's so much. You never feel safe playing that game. It can turn around on you in a turn of combat. I mean, the whole stress management of your party is actually really good, and it, it ties into the gameplay better than I've ever seen. Seen as hell too for that. Yeah, but it wasn't it like fifteen, twenty bucks or something like that. Um, yeah, it was twenty five. But now it has all the DLC. It had the the Crimson Cord, and then the I forgot what the second one's called. But yeah, it's like forty or thirty. Five now, but yeah, I'm seeing, I'm it. seeing the uh, the core game is 25, and it looks like there are three DLCs, and that's that's actually on sale for 48, so regular price is 50. I only paid like 20 for mine. Wow, so you could have gotten it on sale, maybe. Uh, it so could have released less expensive and went up in price. I don't know. Really good. I like that as our number one. That's that's a good list, guys. Well, cool stuff. Dan? Five should be number one. Dan, why don't you summarize our list? What do we got? All right. So for the top ten best games nobody played, slash in gems, slash whatever else we're calling this, at number ten we have Condemned. At number nine, we have West of Loathing. At number eight, Asura's Wrath. Number seven, The Misadventure of Tronbon. Number six, The Punisher. Number five, Evil Within 2. Number four, To the Moon. Number three, Saboteur. Number two, Kingdoms of Amalur. And number one is Darkest Dungeon. Woo! That sure is a list, gents. List. Nice job. Yeah. And with that said, thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, top 10 topic episode. Don't forget to check us out on anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast where you can find 
this episode and all of our episodes that carries on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So if you want the links to those, go visit our anchor.fm page. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the NPCs Podcast, and you can also look for us on YouTube at the NPCs Podcast. We've got quite a few videos that we've actually put up. It's been a little light lately, but we've definitely got a few more in the pipeline, so be sure to hit that subscribe and notification bell and check us out there. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with us here on this remote podcast. We will catch you guys all in the next episode. See ya. Later. <laughs>